quiet on set, quiet on set. I saw this on Jimmy Fallon. So he's quiet on set, and he's like, three, two, ready when you are. What's going on, everybody? It's Asad Hashimali back again with another episode of Behind the Grind. It's been quite a while, and um, I'm not at home. <laughs> Covid's not over, but I'm not at home. I'm with a good buddy of mine, Zayan Abdeen. Zayan, what's up? How are you doing, man? Not bad, not bad, yeah. dude. This has been long overdue. Yeah, it's been very long overdue. Actually. I think it's been over a year since I've been talking to you about yeah. it, yeah. and finally <laughs> we ended up doing it. But I spoke and to you before the lockdown about you it. You did speak it. to me before the lockdown, but then when shit went down, shit went down. Yeah, yeah. but um, but very nice office. Thank and, you very much. Uh, I'm very happy to be the first person here. So yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, thanks, great. Man. Yeah, I really appreciate it, dude. I thought that. If we're making this space, then I should also make it like recording friendly. Yeah, definitely. Right. So I mean, you have to do your podcast. <laughs> I want to double the down on it. If anything, like I, I started, I started off the first podcast at Cedar, hmm. and um, listen up, Kenam se. At that time, I remember very clearly. Even people from like uh, our circle hmm. didn't really listen to podcasts at that time. Yeah. And this is uh, 2017 ki baat, and now every doing podcast. And honestly, I even just started listening to podcasts. I I told yeah. you this yeah, that yeah. like I wouldn't listen to it before, but obviously, Things being yeah, yeah but being basic like I am, I started listening to Joe Rogan because everyone's doing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But I uh, know it's good. Like people are getting into it. I don't yeah. like. Um, there's some. There's a lot of like high quality stuff coming out. Mm. It's just sad that I didn't, uh, you know, give it the time that yeah. I should have back in the back in the day. But I've got help now, and. Um, We're gonna do more of this, but Zayan is here because Zayan. Just to uh, give everyone some context about who this guy is, uh, he's not my brother. People said we look alike back <laughs> in school, um, but he and his buddies started this little company called Ticketwala, which I am a big fan of. I absolutely love the work that he's been doing. Um, I've been uh, quite close to Zayan since we were in O levels. If anything, like I've always been fond of the guy. Super nice guy, very humble, very down to earth. And as you can see, he's even more fluffy than I am. So he's great to hug too. But um, Zayan, let's just start yeah. straight into it, right? Let's dive into it. What led to the idea of Ticketwala? First, what is it, and um, what led to the idea? So I mean, it starts like from uni, basically. Uh, I always like had this thing. Actually, it goes before uni. So when I was younger, like all my friends used to be like, you know, Zayan is the one making the plan. So I was always the one making the plan and organizing the event. If you think about it, you, so you the, yeah, the, cool the plan maker, the you know, maker. yeah, that Zayan ko ye de do ye kar lega. Right, yeah. So I mean, when I went to uni, uh, I got into the house music scene over there, and like I basically started doing my own events over there. Mm-hmm. So a good friend of mine, like uh, over there, he he started working with me on this. and uh, there was a club over there where we started doing these uh, events and like it slowly built up from there actually abdullah his first video was actually a after movie of our event really yeah yeah and was that yeah. the first time he actually like picked up a camera or something he, he no it's not that the first time he picked up a camera he was basically like uh, i mean he really had a knack for this but he never really got into the thing of it you know right, right. 
So then like slowly, slowly, once that happened, he made the after movie. We were like, this is your shit, man. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's what like started led to him, you know, doing more stuff. But then when that happened, like once I graduated, I came back here and I realized that, you know, events are happening. But like, firstly, there's no information about them, mm-hmm. you know. Secondly, that <clears throat> there's no place to get tickets online. Mm-hmm. And like, it was okay, you go to a cafe, you go to these places, you'll find them, you'll find them at Agas, yeah. whatever. So oh, you would go to MAD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. So like, this was kind of inconvenient, especially in this day and age, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I did some research. <clears throat> I actually found out that there were a few uh, companies that were doing it. They were actually running for a few years. But no like, awareness. they weren't, yeah, they weren't hyped you know like there was nothing going around them so like uh, I got together with uh, Zion my other half basically <laughs> he's not your wife dude yeah. <laughs> but, he's but like same name you know same that's name. why I'm saying yeah, other half yeah. but like Zion and Rehan uh-huh. we got together because we were always discussing like business ideas and we were like you know we need to do something over here so um, I like I told them I'm like you know there's this gap in the market mm-hmm. and we should really look into it. So they were like, yeah, let's do this shit. So, I mean, when it started, the first thing that we wanted to address was the fact that nobody knew about the events, right? Events are going on, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, the people who have to go to those events are like finding out either the day of the event or like, you know, they find out after the event that this happened. Through like, so, like yeah. through Snapchat or Instagram. Exactly, or exactly. Like Oh shit, they missed it. Yeah, so this was, I feel like it's a big problem for the organizers because, I mean, in the end, why are they doing the event? They're doing it to sell tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why, I mean, we thought of this, that the first step should be before we start off the website and everything for the ticketing, um, it should be to start a blog, right? Mm-hmm. A blog writing about where... And like uh, what event is happening, you know, and doing our own research and putting it out there. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. It was uh, you guys weren't just so you're the way you guys look. And this is like my profession now kicking in is that the way you guys look seems like you're going for a very underground scene mm. that you guys want to revive or mm. want to bring up to the limelight. Exactly. But the blogs were actually about everything, everything. happening in the city. Yeah. It didn't matter where it was. It didn't matter what mm. it was about, even if it was just like. Um, a workshop on how to apply Mendy, it would be on the blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. From that to like... Because, I mean, in the end... Was it Friends and Family? What was that that group? Which one? The group that he just mentioned. Uh, for? The DJ. Oh, Super Friends. Super Friends. Yeah, yeah. Super friends, friends and Family. Yeah, but... Friends and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, yeah, so like, I, I mean, see, a lot of things like that were happening in the event industry, but really people didn't know about it, you know? And that was the first problem to address here. So, like, I mean, we when we started the blog, we started getting a lot of, like, organizers coming to us and saying, you know, like, write about our event. Mm-hmm. We actually used that blog to get organizers on board because we would write about them. Yeah. We would send them that article and we would be like, hey, you know, we wrote about your event and like this is who we are we introduced ourselves mm-hmm. so that's ex- like that's kind of how we started getting our first few clients 
really right? yeah. so like what was the what what like metrics were you guys following to benchmark this with because you would have to kind of show to them also right like you guys got this many eyeballs on your blog yeah i mean look has. in the beginning so we were also kind of starting out on this like we i would say that now that i think about it we were pretty amateur at what we were doing right yeah. you learn you learn along the way and like the thing is that we weren't focusing on that we were focusing on the quality of the content mm-hmm. we were focusing on building what the event is in a better view mm-hmm. right like when we would write about it we would actually make it sound like really good mm-hmm. and but the only thing was at that time we weren't focusing on the numbers we were focusing like i'm saying about the quality yeah so that really started ca- like you know getting people interested mm-hmm. like a lot of organizers would come to us they would be like you know write about us write about our event and stuff like that then we slowly once uh, so i mean we got this idea in november 2018 mm-hmm. around this is the time i came back from uni right and uh, then like by jan we had like registered a company you know like we were like slowly slowly building it up by feb we started the blog mm-hmm. and but there was one issue with our tech it took a while to like make mm-hmm. and um, so cuz there was a lot of customizations in the back end yeah. you know things like that yeah. so like we launched actually in october of 2019 so when really? we yeah so the thing is that the blog was launched like right. we we were building our brand name through the blog yeah so we were but we were on the back end we were working on the website and an app also, yeah right? and an app So the thing was that like in October 2019 is when we started selling tickets for the first time. Uh-huh. So our first uh, client was actually the Jungle who's Natalia Gul the comedian. Yeah. I I don't I know remember heard, this. Yeah. I remember seeing yeah. this. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so she had like a karaoke night. And like uh-huh. she was also just starting up as well. So I mean it was pretty cool like you know we went like we all our friends went and they bought tickets through us. Sweet. So like I mean from there onwards then we started using the blog to get the organizers mm-hmm. and we started like sending them uh different packages basically mm-hmm. you know if if you come on board like we'll take over your ticketing and we'll write this article for like this fees you know mm-hmm. stuff like that and but so from the starting right mm-hmm. like the main thing was that okay half of the company is promotions yeah. right there's marketing yeah and half is this digital side which is the ticketing side uh-huh. so what we noticed was that like the other companies that were in the market uh-huh. there we have a competitor called book it now yeah so like i mean they're there they're selling tickets uh-huh. you know they're doing everything but the The, they're only doing that mm-hmm. right like i don't want to say anything but like they they've like bought followers and like as we saw their follower count decreasing mm-hmm. and you know but we were trying to build good quality for events mm-hmm. and trying to push it out there right so then basically we um we saw that that, that was a problem right like half of the issue was that people didn't know about events yeah so then we we had this thing you know we should have a marketing side of things right where we basically use that to like 
either write articles or like you know promote the event through ads mm-hmm. things like that and again at that time since we were just starting out it was just uh, like um an amateur version of that you would say yeah, like yeah. you know we thought about it we like yeah you know marketing karna hai but we didn't really know the technicals behind it so anyways we got caught up with all the whole thing you know the ticketing had started yeah we actually moved into our office in october mm-hmm. as well 2019 yeah october 20 like i mean we had moved in by like september right. but like we had built the whole office as well we had like made things inside the office so mm-hmm. we moved in by like october mm-hmm. and like usme we we spent a lot of time you know uh a lot of people the main thing was you know when i realized that we're doing something that there is a need for is when organizers was were coming to us themselves like but it was like sorry i'm cutting you off yeah, there, but yeah. like i'm going to step back for a second and take you back to uni so organizers came to you hmm. and they were coming to you with this idea to distribute their tickets right yeah. but you guys were also or i'm as you maybe correct me if i'm wrong but you guys were also planning to digitize that entire space yeah right so instead of them even giving their physical tickets to you for you to distribute and manage their payments mm. you guys would actually say well screw that we'll make an e ticket yeah. and it'd be completely done through a qr code exactly. through our app and website yeah, yeah, yeah. right so when you were in uni what was it that actually that you saw was happening there that was missing over here Yes so, I mean this whole thing that you just said about the QR codes and yeah. stuff basically I mean we went to events over there you know there were big events big concerts whatever we would always buy our tickets online beforehand and then have have the ticket on our phone yeah. and like show the QR code yeah. and they would either scan it or whatever you know like they would just walk in so that was the that was one of the main things that mm-hmm. you know we missed that we didn't have over here mm mm-hmm. So that's that's what I brought that's what I thought like hmm. would we need here that that was the whole thing that we need to digitize over here yeah. that why why do we need like I mean we're moving from paper you know like mm-hmm. why do we need that I mean we still do cash on delivery because obviously it's Pakistan yeah right? like in the end cash on delivery is cash is king over here so But getting people also come on that was a big deal Yeah like the thing is that um You know what I realized after corona was that people well not after corona I mean we're still in corona but mm-hmm. um like people started using their credit cards more yeah and doing online transfers and things like that yeah. like that's increased a hell lot yeah there's here. a guy, remember we did that summit at backspace mm-hmm. I told you about so one of the guys was um Essen Mashkur and he was actually uh talking about digital transformation during uh, corona right and mm. uh, this is at the peak of the spread and it was all about that because salaries were still going through cash um that was like that was his reason that was one of the mm. many reasons why the spread was happening but also what he pointed out was that the adoption of apps like easy pesa and jazz cash yeah. also went up yeah the digital transformation in the finance scene escalated right like it accelerated within 6 months i keep telling everyone this yeah. like from si- within 6 months we went from a swipe machine to a pin to now nfc like yeah. hbl has the yeah, tap to yeah. pay right sada pay even is- ubl just introduced it yeah. yeah and now like hbl connect has come out the ubl app is there sada pay is now mm. coming there i'm not surprised i won't be surprised if 
you know, you just like press your off button twice yeah. and <laughs> the card pops up. It's like how yeah, Apple Pay and Google yeah, Pay work, yeah. right? But there's... um. So you were saying was that yeah. the adoption of like credit cards went up during COVID. That definitely, was your observation, definitely. right? But what else do you feel is um, is missing over here now? Like, and I can understand that there's a, there's a big gap in in knowledge awareness and people also being comfortable with it. Like cash is king, yes. Mm. People would still prefer something that's physical. They're not going to ex- accept uh, scanned copies of things. Yeah. Right? You still have to go formally to get like documents attested or get your bank statement out definitely, and stuff like that. Definitely. So what do you feel is like missing for the mass market for ticketing over here? If that is yeah, a mass the, market kind of mm, thing. That's a, that's a tough one. But I like... Know, I'm full of them. Yeah. For, for mass, mm. I mean, it's still going to take a while, I feel you know for adoption because in the end like i feel like of course more and more people are starting to use their smartphone you know like there's more people who are using their smartphones now in pakistan yeah so i think over time it would come through but um what's needed for mass ticketing right now um i mean this like there is nothing there's no more steps that you can take Mm. You know, like there's like right now you have the apps, you have the website, but the in the end, it's all about your marketing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had uh, we can get like organizers to start doing different events in different communities, you know, smaller communities. Mm-hmm. And that maybe that might spark like more and more people using the thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that does help with increasing the size of the, uh, like, the market, basically. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, like, what else can there be? I guess what you're saying is that you, it's about awareness spreading in more and more yeah. segments of the market. Yeah. And, like, I feel like more and more people are doing events, more and more people are doing tours, Mm. So slowly, slowly, people are adapting to this, right? Yeah. The Okay, so yeah, one answer to that is that we use the organizers to to promote us in the end, you know? Right. So whoever whoever's coming on board, we're not the only ones promoting them. They're promoting us too. Mm. Because in the end, we're making their lives easier because they don't have to deal with sales and ticketing and stuff like that, yeah. right? They just say, here's the link. Just buy your tickets and come to the event. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then we deal with the rest. So that's that's what I mean. Like whenever we start moving into different communities, smaller communities, you know, and once they start using our um, portal more, mm-hmm. then only we'll be able to, you know, get into those communities. And then people will be more comfortable using our platform. Right. right? So, I mean... I've seen, I've seen like more and more growth, whatever growth you can get during Corona, Mm -hmm. you know, but like things have gone from like, you know, selling one or two tickets of an event to like selling, selling out shows, you know, everybody's buying it online and like uh, everybody wants to reserve their tickets, especially for some events where like, you know, there's like a certain so like say there's Shazad Gras, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's very big in the comedy industry. 
so like when he put out his show for the first time in corona right now mm-hmm. uh like in november like we literally sold out a week before the show so wow. and that was all online wow so i mean things like that obviously people would want to get it beforehand right and yeah. then they have no other choice hmm. they have to get it through us yeah so that that i feel like will help mass adoption the more organizers we get on board the more volume we get mm-hmm. because organizers also like a lot of organizers a lot of venues mm-hmm. they want to move away from doing ticketing at the gate because it's a big hassle yeah right there's a lot of cash handling there's a lot of people that show up like you know that don't that try to barge yeah, in also exactly right so and the people who are handling the cash at the gate need to be very trusted you can't just let anybody handle it you know yeah because anybody can just give like pay them money they don't need to write the name they just stamp them and they walk in you know yeah, yeah. so like there's a lot of stuff that happens like that hmm. so like i mean i've heard a lot of stories where like bouncers who were appointed to be at the gate you know they nick money they put it in they, they don't they don't like uh let people i mean they let people enter but they just, they don't write it down mm-hmm. you know so it's not recorded mm-hmm. so our main thing is to actually record this right and of course now one of the biggest things that we are selling to organizers is that we uh we're collecting a lot of data now you know mm. so this is big cuz like if somebody comes and buys uh a ticket for comedy like we have all their data Yeah. So I mean, you know, you don't want to say that out loud. I don't want to say that. <laughs> But like, he doesn't have your data. No, not Ooh. at all. <laughs> Those Facebook ads are not from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just started running these Facebook ads actually and So tell me about that now. Tell me about let's let's, let's get so, into the yeah. what during COVID. Okay, yeah. You know, That's like, a big thing. Tell me about those struggles now. So 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 basically we start in october you know everybody's like yeah ticket wala ticket wala <laughs> and then january like october say december tak we were still in like the testing phase you know checking out what's working what's not working yeah yeah we did our own event in december actually uh called entropy it was more like a creative thing and we brought people together was south doing something Yeah yeah we did it I did it with Saul so, right? yeah he messaged me like yeah. my own event yeah 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 I wasn't here so I couldn't So I mean we brought brought the whole underground community together we got like tattoo artists we got like uh people who were selling different types of uh, like the underground fashion as what happened at district 19 yes, right Yes and that was district's first event also Sweet Yeah so nice. Anyways so then that happened in January we actually started and then in march shit just went south <laughs> mm. like i remember when we heard about the lockdown in the first time yeah everybody was home you know like nobody knew what the fuck was happening yeah am i allowed to swear by the way <laughs> well now you have so it's yeah. okay don't worry about that continue so then we actually like uh, we had a team of like five six people right so one day we all come to the office and um we see that we're just like what is happening you know yeah like we're done oh and you know one more thing to top off everything is that our office got robbed really in that same time shit so like we literally come to the office no like the the office building calls us 
and they're like you know uh, somebody's broken into your office and it was just our office in the whole building and we had like two three laptops over there those were nicked Shit. and like this is just at that same time so i mean it was just it was just two three laptops there's actually a bit of money lying in one of the drawers which was locked and that drawer was open but the money was still there so it was like hidden but like yeah that that just that drawer was open and there was that the money was still there i mean whatever in the end we got robbed but Damn. so we come to the office and we're just sitting there and we're like now what <laughs> yeah the main thing that we are here to do is public gatherings and like they're banning public gatherings everywhere we actually had an atif aslam concert coming up which was one of our biggest events yeah in the end of march and that got cancelled and that would have changed the game for you guys that would have, yeah. that would have really brought us up like yeah i mean we were looking at like i think until march we had probably done maybe like 1000 2000 tickets this event solely would have given us like probably a 2000 tickets you know so Damn. like in the end whatever have we had sold until then we had to refund everyone so that was also like a big headache yeah. and like during the lockdown you know we were dealing with all that yeah yeah so anyways so then we get back to the drawing board yeah. we're like now what you know where do we go from this so we were like you know merchandising no that's not going to work mm. but then what we really saw was that um online classes started coming up ah all the gyms yeah. all the makeup like people were doing like different types of stuff but all online mm -hmm. you know zoom facebook groups things like that i remember yeah. you guys someone messaged me um about tuition guys <laughs> that if you guys want to teach online and you guys will have like managed payments as well so you guys really yeah. like facilitated the yeah. going digital And so it wasn't just with uh, the awareness of those classes that yeah. was with like managing the tech the the money as well right yeah Or so i mean it was it was the same thing essentially hmm. your online class would go up as an event hmm. on our website and we would basically we were facilitating the payments we were doing the promotions things like that so uh we got a few clients on board in the first month only in april hmm. and like we it turned out to be quite like good you know we actually end up ended up making more revenue than we did before so okay yeah and like that was that was very interesting you know we yeah. were like okay we we just got hit so badly and like yeah. we're still doing it you know yeah but it was very up and down with that also i mean like there were there were some online classes a lot of it took it took a while for people to adopt to it mm. you know like also people had no choice mm. but still but i mean that lasted till what like i would say september october this whole mm. phase of like online stuff then i think like september october mein things started opening up again gym started opening up again and stuff yeah. so that kind of like started phasing out but during this um my partner he had an idea where like he was like you know if this is if we're making so much revenue from like education mm -hmm. then like why not why not make a platform where people can put up 
like pre-recorded stuff like you know mm. and not live because all of this stuff was live yeah. so i mean something like udemy something like that and we literally had no idea what we wanted to do but he was just like let's do it right so we like we got the developer to start like building it we still like one month went in two months went in and i i used to like argue with him i used to be like but we don't even know what we're doing <laughs> you know we don't even know what uh like niche we want to get into because obviously there's different niches right in education yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was like you know we don't even know what niche we want to get into all we know is that we can produce quality content and we can put it out like in a good way so i mean we always had this general idea where we were like you know the content can like the first few pieces of content can be recorded in house and put up and like you know really good quality like focus on that and you know put it out there but like i mean there was no like proper thing to it mm. then like 2 3 months went by and uh, then we kind of used that concept to build on this whole thing that what masterclass.com is so masterclass.com is basically picking up celebrities or like people who are really you know in best do, in yeah. their industry Right? giving high production value giving high production value plus it's not very technical knowledge it's more like advice right yeah yeah so i would say like i mean you're not going to learn so if you you're not going to learn like very technical things in the course but you're going to learn what that person who's high up in that industry what was their experience in all of this mm. right and they're going to relate it back to certain topics yeah and that's that's what it kind of is so i mean we recorded a a masterclass in october and uh, we we're calling it the collective hmm. so it's like going to be a collective of you know like the masters yeah so we were like okay localized content good quality content and putting it out there i mean you you know that you yeah, know yeah, yeah. you know the whole scene the usme uh we were like okay what are the first few industries we need to target right yeah. what is the mainstream industry yeah so like we were like okay fashion you know fashion is very big in pakistan yeah then like i don't know we we had a few things we were like music but music mein i mean there's not much that can be done hmm. like unless you really want to learn that instrument or you know really want to learn no but that well thing. music is quite deep right yeah music theory bhi hoti hai i know but it depends on also what you want to pick up like if you want to get into like classical music and classic classical eastern music then you mm. could dive into multiple like gharanas yeah and but dive deep into that but also. see the thing with that is that it's 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 very niche is very very niche hmm. right only a few select people will actually yeah. come and want to learn that we were trying to figure out okay we were like you know marketing is a big thing hmm. right like fashion then design things like that yeah so then uh we we got our first uh, uh like master on board who was uh shamail ansari mm -hmm. she's very well known in the fashion industry yeah so she's she's had a brand for like over 30 years now mm. and um like basically we we shot that whole thing and it's we were just like putting the finishing touches there were actually some issues with uh, 
the company registration and stuff because we were trying to do it under ticket wala mm-hmm. and like there were some issues with that because it was a different name so that that took a bit of time to start yeah. but actually we're probably going to be launching it now this next week really so yeah That's it's, soon. it's yeah, yeah yeah you heard it first ladies and gents <laughs> well this is not going to come out in a week yeah well yeah exactly so <laughs> go now to yeah. this website <laughs> we're not going to do that <laughs> but um So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're going to be going live right now uh next week probably. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I hope it works out. Sweet. But so what happened was that okay, we had these two um now we have these two brands, you know. Yeah. Slowly events were coming back here and there, a wave of events came and then like wapas se lockdown in uh in December. Yeah. So like I mean events were still going to be up and down. Mhm. But when we had these two brands we were like okay now you know these two brands are very heavily dependent on marketing yeah. right and we didn't have much of a team because we had pretty much downsized we didn't have a office yeah. we like we're working from home we're still working from home right now mm-hmm. but uh so we um we put together a marketing team mm-hmm. right and we had people who were running ads you know and like people who were making marketing strategies mm. graphic designers stuff like that mm. and my thing was uh, okay if we're putting this team together how can we utilize this not only just for our own brands yeah but like other brands who maybe are connected to these brands like maybe organizers you know venues like Mm. things in the event industry mm-hmm. so another thing in this was that like i've always wanted to follow the model of ticketmaster so ticketmaster is owned by an artist management agency right mm-hmm. so where are they um they're at they're i think in new york or something they're in the, in the us okay so their their model is basically they they own i mean they don't own venues but like they they have a very big grasp on venues mm-hmm. and like they they manage artists mm-hmm. and then they have ticketing right? right so it's everything it's all components of the event industry so they're what they're doing is like what what like media buyers do right like yeah. they buy ads and pre-roll and like tv yeah. commercials and radio commercials beforehand except these guys do with venues yeah create the event themselves Exactly. Right, hype it up themselves. Yeah, and like everything, I mean, since the artists are already there, yeah. then the venues are already there. So like they have a big uh, grasp over the event community, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, that's one model that I wanted to follow and this is why I was like, okay, if we're putting together a marketing team, mm-hmm. we need to utilize that marketing team for maybe artists, yeah. venues, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. People who we are already in partnership with mm-hmm. so i mean it like when we put together the team now we're kind of experimenting mm-hmm. with that you know we've gotten so we've partnered with a few venues mm-hmm. we've gotten them on a contract that like you know we're partnered with them for like six months or one year okay. and uh, so like all their ticketing is exclusively through us sweet yeah so like we now what i'm offering them is a fact that we can do their uh advertising for their events you know like running their facebook ads nice. and things like that and giving them like some sort of like uh some more 
I would say revenue coming in yeah. from paid things because I feel like the team is good. You know, we've run a few ads here and there. We've gotten good results. Yeah. So now I'm gonna slowly start rolling that out, and you know maybe down the line like this is also like an experiment phase, but we we might be getting a few artists on board mm-hmm. who we would be managing as well. So really? yeah, so yeah. like I mean they could be singers, they could be whatever you know actors yeah, yeah. and. Because if we bring in artists who we're managing right now, right? Mm-hmm. So we can basically get that artist in many gigs, mm-hmm. in many venues, you know, because we're already connected to all of them, right. Right? right? So like if anybody wants that artist, they can just contact us. Yeah. So like that's the kind of value we can give from Ticketwala's that side. Mm-hmm. And then from the marketing side we can give them the value like you know of reach of reach increasing their youtube page like increasing yeah. their subscribers you know things things like that working on their content yeah yeah so you guys are really like taking a different swing at it like usually you would hear when it, because you say the music industry everyone's always commented on the the notion that because there are no platforms local artists don't come up and mm-hmm. succeed mm-hmm. right uh but yeah. what you're doing now is you're creating the platform, platform in a different way yeah. as compared to saying, okay, oh, we're a big brand like Coke yeah. or now exactly. Biscotti and Kashmir. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're not selling heat, <laughs> but at least you're creating some kind of yeah. like outlet for them, getting exactly. their faces out. And then they get incentivized too. Because of course, of these course. events are paid for. Yeah. The artist also yeah. needs to make money. Yeah. You guys got to make money as yeah. well. Of course. The event is making money by renting it out. Yeah. yeah like, so this is, I like it. Yeah. I like it. So I have a question, man. Like you guys have constantly pivoted, mm. right? You guys yeah. start off as a ticketing <laughs> company, um, which by the way, after this, I have some yeah. ideas for you. I don't yeah. want to say it on camera, <laughs> but um, you guys started off with Ticketwala as a ticketing company. Then you guys go into an online learning platform or like a digital event management system. Mm. Let's call it that, mm. right? Uh, and now there's this uh, marketing facet slash agency also yeah. come in. Which it's called is, Source Digital because it's the source of all these companies. Look at <laughs> you. <dude>. Wow. <laughs> I like it. Um, so there's Tikkerwala, there's the collective, and yeah. then there's Source yeah. Digital. Source uh, Digital. So uh, why did you guys never choose to go the incubation route? We actually are incubated right now. <laughs> Sorry. But, <laughs> but, Scratch that. <laughs> when did this happen? So, I mean, we got incubated Abhi in the lockdown at NIC. Nice. So nice. Okay. The thing was that, I mean, when we, when we got in, uh, when we started, right, hmm. we basically um, didn't, we, we realized that we were a bit of, a bit ahead of the startups. Right, we had already made, we already got our product out to the market. You showed proof of concept. Yeah, so a lot of the startups that were in there, and even NIC realized this that they they were like, you know, you guys are a bit ahead of, you guys should be maybe in an accelerator right now. Yeah. So I mean, we're still with them right now. You know, we do get advice from them. Right. We we attend some of their seminars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I mean, they have a co-working space as well, so. I mean, it's pretty cool, actually. Like the whole thing, it's uh, it's subsidized by the government as well. And it's at uh, yeah. NED, no? Yeah, it's at NED. 
So they have they have a, like quite a bunch of startups there. They have I think like uh, 15 20 startups. Really? So yeah. They do a lot of like good stuff, you know, they've connected us to a lot of investors, mm-hmm. you know, things like that and like um but the thing was yeah who's going to invest in something when like the whole industry is dead, you know? So mm. like we did have conversations here and there yeah but like in the end it was just like i mean we'll talk later when yeah, things yeah, are better yeah. Yeah. you know so yeah. i mean that's why we kind of also moved away from that and i was like we're focusing our energy on the wrong things mm-hmm. you know so we need to like kind of focus on something that'll keep us going because mm-hmm. that that'll help us at least So those amateur ideas we had back then you know like with yeah. the marketing company and like with this whole thing then now we're using our the knowledge that we've gained over these years yeah to start actually implementing those things right yeah. and then once we actually get started with those things i think will be worth more to an investor than yeah. what we are right now because because now again like i'm just spitballing is yeah. that you because you're like able to capture attention from a wider pool of people exactly um providing more value at each touch point more value at each touch point and one thing investors really cared about was revenue obviously they're like yeah. it's not about that they cared that you were making revenue or not it was more like you know how much how, like it was like when are you going to start making it? because ticketing yeah it's very uh, very very low margins Mm. So cuz like I mean how much is a is an event organizer going to give you you know yeah. so that's why like we were starting to uh, add these other components to it mm-hmm. so that we can maybe start charging more commissions for the other services that we add yeah. or have like a certain fee per month mm-hmm. that we charge from the venue or the organizer you know yeah so i think that that adds value to what we can be earning down the line mm-hmm. so i think and that would add value to our whole pitch to the investor right yeah because then we can go to them and be like yo so we're making money not only from ticket commissions yeah but now we're doing these services and you know we're like um we're we're giving them a platform to basically run ads mm-hmm. use our data to run those ads and then not only that we have artists under us mm-hmm. who we we can keep a certain commission from from each event so that that so like in in a way we're increasing our commission per event yeah right yeah so that that's that's one way of like i feel like so i we kind of moved away from that and we were just like okay focus on fuck making the thing you know mm. like get it up and running and then we can start looking into that again that mindset is what i really do admire mm. also man like through our i don't know if that was you or if it was your better half <laughs> or if that was rehan but um is that you have that idea let's just stick with it we'll figure it out along the way mm-hmm. that's very ballsy yeah that's quite ballsy man props to you guys <laughs> dude props to you guys so but tell me about the just on the startup scene a little bit mm. um at NIC or uh with <coughs> who you've met or interacted with there's another friend of yours who's doing jald right mm-hmm. um and just interacting with these people what do you feel is 
uh, going on in this scene in Pakistan, especially like you studied abroad, so yeah. your exposure to it, I don't know, like no, my exposure to it over there wasn't too much with the startups and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was more like focused within the community of the university. Yeah. I didn't really think further than that, but um, over here, I mean, it's it's like really really growing now. You know, like there's way more opportunities. I was just reading about today, like basically um there's there the government is now like easing it for startups to basically get registered mm. abroad yeah so that like uh i i forgot the term for it to get registered abroad N- yeah so basically it's to register them in different countries where those uh investors from abroad would be able to invest in them so they won't be investing in a pakistani company they would be investing in like a singaporean company or like something like that over there so it's easier to transfer funds wow. to them over there okay. yeah so this is this is just this is very recent actually but like this concept has been like growing here mm-hmm. and there's way more like more and more people getting into the the whole venture capitalist thing yeah, there's yeah. a lot of like people who were in different industries like in the tertiary or secondary industry yeah, yeah, like you yeah. know who had like factories things like that yeah. now they're kind of venturing out into the digital side yeah. and like they have they have investment right they yeah. they first were investing in stocks different types of things yeah, yeah. and now they're like investing in startups mm-hmm. but one thing was that i feel like maybe it's it's gotten better now mm-hmm. but like a year ago maybe a year and a half ago the the thing with investing in like seed stage startups mm-hmm. so seed stage is what like ticketwala was about like uh, i mean when a year off, yeah when it started off. like you know when we had like maybe in the jan of 2020 mm-hmm. when we had just put out our product and you know we didn't have too much revenue mm-hmm. like didn't have too much uh, thing so there's not a lot of people who are really taking the risk in investing in those seed startups even though they can get more of that company at that time yeah and make, like you know make more money o- along the way mm-hmm. but i feel like m- maybe that's growing i haven't really paid attention to it right now yeah but i i think that there is a lack of that mm-hmm. you know like seed and pre-seed things like that but i mean I think over the last 6 months if you look at it uh Kareem was like the first one to get that million or billion dollar billion yeah. dollar deal yeah. you know then like I mean we always had the hundreds and thousands yeah now it's like right there like everybody's getting millions of dollars of investment and that's yeah. all coming from abroad yeah true and true, uh, yeah. like it's good like it's it's popping now yeah um but there's i don't know like i'm not uh, i i think that we also tend to uh i'm not trying to shit on any startup because i know how much work it mm-hmm. takes and i know that it's like those ideas really can change the scene over here but i do also think that we tend to um uh under value the work that it takes to get to that to get that like bazaar got 1.3 yeah. million right yeah in no seed. they just got 6 million right now in that series and a, yeah series right? a, yeah, so yeah. and like within a span of six months not too long like not too far apart and but corona actually like boosted this whole industry things, right yeah, yeah definitely definitely and it's like 
but I, I do feel that you know we tend to or what i've seen also like when i was telling people i met some guys recently i've met them for the first time probably also it's like hey, oh you do backspace oh so it's like a startup mm-hmm. man i'm like no <laughs> like like you know the definition yeah, of a startup yeah. i think also needs yeah. to be clarified definitely to, definitely right and it, my own take on it is that anything that involves using tech and innovation mm. uh, to change an industry now a startup. Yeah. should be called a startup yes yeah, but yeah. like you know some companies are just companies like if you yeah. were to take the the source digital i wouldn't personally it's I not a startup. a startup i don't i don't consider it a startup yeah. the only startup in this is ticketwala maybe i don't know if yeah a collective would be a startup maybe yeah. but it's not like i don't know I can't really term it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in the middle somewhere. It's in the middle okay. somewhere. Like I feel like if we continue this conversation, we we'll get burnt also. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's. Uh, I I want to know a little bit about um, this the whole struggle throughout all of this. Like, um, what do you feel is that you've learned over the over this past year? Or how Man, do you think that you've changed also? Yeah, I definitely now that I look back at it, like I was saying, you know, like the, I'm terming it as. amateur yeah the way that we were looking at things yeah it was like okay yeah idea big ideas there i, I want to know a little bit about like over this time mm-hmm. this past year especially like what what do you feel that you've learned the most or how do you feel like you've changed so i would say that in terms of like marketing i've i've really like understood you know like what goes into the digital side of things mm mm-hmm. you know like and this is quite recent actually i would say like you know after the lockdown i started understanding more of like what goes into like seo things like you know so like like i said we had that amateur thing yeah we knew that what marketing kya hai but we didn't know ke you know kya kya what what exactly goes into it yeah. you know so i feel like that's one big thing that i've really learned hmm. and the second thing is that like you know i've learned that we need to figure out ways how to monetize a business mm. rather than cuz in the beginning we were very focused on you know getting the uh, getting the customers getting things like that yeah. so all these other steps that we've taken mm. we we actually did it in 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 a way because we were running out of money mm. you know in the end like how mu- how much can you survive like just giving salaries giving things like that because you still have to you know like there's no room for failure there's no room for failure and yeah. we like so actually we in in this october december mm. abi uh sorry november december when we sat down for this marketing thing right yeah we actually said that okay you know if this thing doesn't work out then we like we need to stop Hmm. You know, we need to like. You guys decided that. We we I mean we said it. You know, like we need to start focusing on other things because we're not making any money right now. Yeah. You know, so like I mean things hopefully started working out. Like things have started working out. You know, with the marketing yeah. stuff, and so I guess uh, I mean I guess we're not stopping then. You know. But personally, so, like, what do you think is that was that you look back at yourself? Yeah. Let's say this time last year. Yeah. Right, like, what was that Zion like versus this Zion? Are you responding any change? Uh, definitely. I feel like I'm matured. I mean, everybody, everybody's matured in this lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I've aged a lot. Yeah. You know, like sitting at home, like you know, not going out, not meeting your friends. Like, I feel like everyone around us has become a little bit more mature. Maybe it's the age. Mm. Maybe, but like. 
I feel like like the lockdown did have a huge effect yeah. on what I've become right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't you know like first I used to be always that one like when I was a child like I was telling you, you know, yeah. the one planning things, you know, like now I'm just like, yeah, this this is happening. Do I really want to go? You know, I w- I was never like this before. Mm. So now I'm like I think twice about it. I'm like, yeah, is it is it really worth going? Because yeah. obviously, yeah, there's still the the Corona thing is still there. You know, you'll you're like, if you're going to a public thing, you're you're just like wondering, you know, am I gonna come back home and be sick in the next three yeah, days? Yeah. So that I think that that really affects your psyche, hmm. and I think that that has affected my psyche over the last year mm-hmm. with a lot of people around the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I feel like one one big thing is maturity yeah right the other thing is like taking responsibility that like now i need to you know start like earning start doing shit you know yeah. so i guess that it'll come you know like yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. it's a process mm-hmm. so i guess i'll learn along the way <laughs> sweet man i get that like there's uh it's a reality you know when you think about that you like you got to pay the bills exactly and exactly. you got to like when you got yeah. if you have your own shop running yeah you you you, you, you have to pay the bills exactly yeah. and like i mean there's people working for us who had a family to run you know like yeah. how could i just be like i'm not going to pay you mm-hmm. right where well, this is the sad. standard it's sad also that this I, is I the standard to, here yeah this is the standard like corona or not corona like when like you people are not paying on time at all yeah and like you were talking about this like, yeah it's, it's yeah, surprising yeah. That if you just yeah. say pay someone on time then like, they're they're, they're very like loyal to you you know like they're very yeah. like uh i wouldn't say, yeah loyal in a sense yeah but like they're overly excited and i'm like why and it's they're just <laughs> yeah exactly it's yeah. your right you know but i mean people don't get paid here they don't get paid for months yeah and i'm just like how are you surviving and why are you still doing this yeah you know why are you still working there <laughs> but if i was to ask you if there was no ticket wala right mm. um or even because you said that like if it doesn't work out till when like till december i no no like we we decided in december that if it doesn't work out till like feb or march then they're done yeah <laughs> with all three yeah all three maybe ticket wala until like things open up again properly right. you know but like yeah, i guess yeah but like if that was to all stop what do you think you would be doing hmm that's a good question the the, the thing is that like my don't give me that shit like i travel the world no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, you still need money to travel exactly the world. <laughs> so like um, i don't know man like i feel like if you're a businessman yeah you can put your mind to like many different types of things right and like i feel like with the marketing company that kind of makes you put your mind to many different industries like right what you what you do at backspace also it's like you 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 also give like business advice things like that so like i mean i i would probably in a way i would probably move towards marketing mm-hmm. or something like maybe in the events industry <laughs> same thing you know yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. that i'm doing right now but like maybe in a different, in a different way yeah, yeah different maybe capacity. i would be doing my own events mm. you know things like that because 
I still wanted to do that. Hmm. I I still will do that, but obviously we're taking a, a step back from that right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and focusing on the other things. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I guess I would still be somewhere around in the events or marketing. But like like I said like if you put your mind to something and you really work towards that, mm. I don't think like there's anything that stops you from doing it. You know? True. Like you you can have a knack for something, yes. Like I can't just sit down and be a graphic designer, you know. Yeah. You need to learn how to do it. You need to do, but like, you need to know what your niches are, and then you need to Double attack down. those. Yeah. Yeah. You know. For sure. So I guess yeah, I would be doing something there. Sweet, sweet. So I have, I have one last question for you. Um, this has overall been a great conversation. Yeah. Half these things we've met a few times. Yeah, but uh, like, there's way more information way more that's information coming. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So if uh, there's a question I like asking all the guests is that if you could go back in time and meet your younger self, mm. what would you tell him? I would be like, you're doing the right thing, bro. <laughs> Keep yeah. doing it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, for me, it's always been like, you are what you are because of what you went through, you know? Mm. Like, whether it's good, whether it's bad, you're here right now because of what, what happened, right? So, I mean, we learned this in psychology, the behavioral side of things. Yeah. I mean, in the end, you are what your environment is, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I always had this thing that I don't want to regret anything, whatever I do. I don't want to grow up and be like, you know, I was doing something wrong. Hmm. Because I feel like that's going against myself. Hmm. Like, Sahiya, you were doing that in that time. But like, there's no need to feel bad about it. I did something bad or whatever. Mm. Like in the end, you learn from it and you, you're there right now thinking about that. And you're like, so that's a big improvement from who you were, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I guess that's, I would say like, keep doing it. Keep doing what you need to do. Sweet. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming. No problem. This was great. It man. was great, honestly. This was great, yeah. And <laughs> had fun. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope everyone from school actually sees yeah. this and goes like, yeah. But like, uh, I remember telling you also the first time when I was uh, when you told me about this, I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm comfortable on camera. But yeah, you can't tell, I, can you? Yeah, no, not well, really. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to you. Yeah, with yeah. some lights and a camera yeah, pointing I right mean, at you. Yeah, but that's besides you. the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know, like, it just gets easier. No, I, of course, like I got like into it you know like uh, i didn't even f- think about it yes but thank you hanan for saying this yeah, beforehand man. i think that also helped like just seeing yeah. it already there yeah it wasn't being done in front of mm-hmm. you and stuff we've done this many times but um we'll do a follow-up and you sure, know what's sure. amazing of uh, the best part about doing this is that five years from now and then we're gonna sit go down and be, yeah and we'll see this again yeah, yeah. you know and, then and see the point we're at yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I'm doing all of this. Right <coughs> that's now. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Grind. Uh, that was Zayan Abedin, one of the founders of Ticketwala. He's doing yeah. his thing. Um, Ticketwala, the collective and source digital. Um, all of his details are going to be in the description. He's a solid dude to reach out to as well. Um, and keep your eyes open for what this guy's about to do. There's a lot of shit coming out. I can <laughs> I can guarantee that, man. This guy doesn't stop. And um, stay tuned for the next one, everybody. Till then, peace out. Bye bye. <laughs>